Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. From being over-medicated with 22 different medications for PTSD and other diagnoses as a Marine veteran to becoming a catalyst for others to share their story. Brenda Warren shares her people-pleasing journey on how she recovered her mindset and became a podcaster. She developed the TAP-IN program, which stands for Transform Accountability, Prepare, Imagine, and Nurture. She shares that the choices you make today will become your reality tomorrow. Stay tuned for her inspiring story. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business by transforming trauma into a treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative co-author book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change on my website at shaysparks.com. And while you're there, I invite you to connect with me on all the social media like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Thank you, Shay. I'm excited to be here today. So Brenda and I just met in the last couple of months on Clubhouse. Yes, on Clubhouse, the new platform that allows you to be a voice without a video, but meet some exciting people. And I believe we were in a, were we in an advocate, uh, veteran advocacy group? Is that where we Yeah, I think it was one of the veterans rooms where I met you at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like, okay, kindred spirits, let's connect on Instagram. Let's set up a call. And then we just had so much in common. I knew I had to have you on. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. So for those of you who don't know, Brenda Warren is the sole Lucianist, also known as a voice for the voiceless. And as a retired U.S. Marine, she's an author, host of the show Talk to Me, podcaster, and a mental fitness coach. After traveling the world for over 33 years, teaching others about leadership, self-care, and cultivating healthy relationships and spiritual growth, all of this would be a test when she had a mental breakdown in 2013 while serving as the director of environmental services at a hospital. Diagnosed with PTSD and military sexual trauma, she was over-medicated, which was unheard of by doctors and and her family at that time. Mm -hmm. Their one-size-fits-all approach to her care left her desperate to find her voice and solutions (laughs) to give her ongoing issues included chronic pain disorders. Mm -hmm. She now conducts interviews on her own show, Talk to Me, and teaches others mental fitness using a mind, body, and soul approach. She empowers people to find their voice, show up, and power up 
in their own unique way to live a well-balanced life. She is also the author of Soul Searching, Get on Board for Transformation Using the Tap-In Method. And she shares that message uh, uh, to churches and to organizations across the country. Wow, Brenda, there's so (laughs) much there. I just can't wait to dive in. And I always start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Investing in people to me means taking the time to give people the opportunity to show you who they uniquely are, Mm -hmm. not just deciding who they are as I see them, but letting people show up as their authentic self and to just take the time to allow them to be heard. Do you find that a lot of people are not really listening? Absolutely. Shay, one of the biggest problems I feel like we have today is we all come with our own preconceived notions of what should be said or how people should feel or how people should act. And someone can clearly tell you, I feel this way. And I hear over and over, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm. It shouldn't have hurt you. You shouldn't be bothered. Well, why shouldn't I? I just Mm. told you, asked me what was my problem. I told you. And then you'll decide based on your own beliefs or your own thoughts that I shouldn't feel that way. And then that leads to people feeling unheard. And then that also will lead to misdiagnoses Mm -hmm. that will lead to miscare. Or in my case, the feeling of I'm drowning in plain sight and nobody's throwing me a life raft. Mm. Wow. Powerful. And your answer is so beautiful because it really is. And when you invest in someone, you're literally giving them the space, Mm -hmm. giving them permission to share their story in a way that you are coming from a place of understanding rather than judging or diagnosing or just really, or misdiagnosing (laughs) or even answering really, or to respond. It's really about just coming from a place of understanding. Yeah. When I hear the word investing too, because I know what you're all about investing in people, I think about the time commitment. Because when you invest in something, that means I am saying I'm willing to take the time for the relationship to mature and for it to grow. And also knowing that if you invest in something, sometime there may be a downturn and then you got to get it time to grow back up because nothing stays steady. So an investment, that word all by itself tells me I'm willing to take the time for the ups and downs that will occur over a sustained period of time to allow you to be who you are fully. You're so spot on. I think time is, we're as society, we become attached to time. And people say, well, I don't have time to do X, Y, or Z. And I have found others saying to me that, It's a waste of time Mm -hmm. when they invest in another person by just connecting with them. Mm -hmm. And I say, I beg to differ. I have found in my own world that when I invest time to connect like you and I have, it's Mm -hmm. you immediately get that sense of, oh yeah, we're on the same path. We're on the same mission. We have very similar purposes. We are able to refer each other and just being able in that same energy and the same presence 
we are really able to boost each other up. Even if we don't speak to each other on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. our presence is still there. And that's one, I think, one of the missing things that's going on with us right now. Shay, both of us are busy. We do similar things, but there are times when, when you're preparing for a show, it takes time to get here. People will hear your podcast, and that's great. But they don't realize all the stuff that leads up to before you get to a podcast, having to connect with a person, having to do the pre-interviews, having to make sure you have bios, photos, and all the things that you're going to do to make your podcast successful. That's an And then sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll do a podcast and then I realize I can't use that because although I invested all the time Mm -hmm. in that, that person is not aligned with what is my vision for the show. And that's okay, because sometimes you don't know until it gets there. And then those are the times that I'll say, was it that the person didn't align? And because I'm vested and invested in that person, I'll go back and say, this show really didn't hit the mark for me. And let me tell you why. And then Mm -hmm. I'll go back and we may do the show over. I've done that twice. And when we did the show the second time, we were fine. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. that I realized it wasn't that the person in the line, but sometimes people are just nervous or they haven't done it before. Yeah. Or they'll say something that to me didn't seem to line up what they told me who they say they were. So yes. I let them see the show first and say, is this really what you want to put out into the world? Mm. And they'll, every time they said, no, that wasn't it. Because it's real important to me because I am invested in people that I never present somebody in a poor light. Mm. And because of that, I'm very careful and I'm very aware that each time we are given the privilege to put someone on our podcast, we are putting them in a position to be seen by the world and how they're seen matters because it has consequences. Will somebody really be helped by what they're saying or will they be hurt by it? And so I try to be conscious of that. And that's all about the mental fitness. I never want to have someone leave the show and feel like I took advantage of them or that the message that they said they wanted to get across during the show wasn't properly presented. So true. I think as podcasters, we are so used to doing this on a regular basis that sometimes we forget that the other person, this might be their first interview. So how do they want to show up and how do they want to present themselves? And you're right. Sometimes it happens where you just have an off. They might have an off day. We might have an off day. Mm -hmm. And we really have to invest in, in, is this really what we want to convey? So beautiful, beautifully spoken. Which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to do your show was because we we each have opportunities to do shows and to be on shows. Mm -hmm. And I have been very careful and I wasn't in the beginning. In the beginning, anybody that offered me the opportunity to be on a podcast, I would just run and do it because I was so excited to be there. But then I had to start asking myself, what's my intention? Mm. I want to speak to inspire. I want to be a voice of hope. Mm -hmm. So if I put myself on the show that doesn't do, that doesn't benefit me and it doesn't benefit the people that I'm trying to reach. Your show is a positive show. I, I feel like I can trust that whatever is said on your show is going to be something that's going to uplift someone because you are invested in people every day and every time your podcast come out, every time I've interacted with you. So those are the types of people that I want to align myself with and align the brand that I'm trying to develop with that says that we do have choices Mm -hmm. and that 
we get to decide how we show up on this planet, how we show up individually, how we show up to support each other. And as women entrepreneurs, it's so important that we support each other in our endeavors. And that often doesn't happen. But when it does happen, because when you reached out to me, it was just like so amazing to me to see how our stories intersect. They're different, but they're similar. Yeah. And how we were able to connect in a way that said, here is someone that I can support and know that when I say, hey, go watch her podcast, it's going to be a good experience for the people that also watch mine. And that's important to me. You said a word in there that I just want to touch on because you said the word support. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really... I feel like when you are in alignment with your purpose, that support shows up, well, in a way that you never would have thought of, mm-hmm. number one. But it also shows up, I think, in a way of alignment itself. So when you meet another person and you're automatically figured out that you're in alignment like you and mm-hmm. I did, I think that in itself is supporting you to continue on your mission, to continue on the purpose of a really for us is really inspiring others, empowering others to go out and do. So what would you say, how has a support system supported you in the things that you have been with misdiagnosis to being in the Marines to now being a woman entrepreneur? How has a support system really supported you? (laughs) I would say my support system that I have right now is I have a personal board of directors and it's made up of three women that are alive. I say alive because I also have a support system that I call my virtual support, which are those people that I don't know, but I follow, like Lisa Nichols, Tony Mm, Robbins, Napoleon Hill, Bob Proctor, Les Brown. That's my virtual board of directors. What would they do in this situation kind of thing? And then I have those real live with skin on people. And I say three, but it's actually four. I'm like, Bonita, don't you know, I sometimes leave Benita off because she's my quiet storm. But that is Benita Jenkins, D. Hill, Lisa DeShorm, and Dr. Denise Sincere. Mm. These are the women that when I am in a situation of needing to know, am I on the right track? These are the people that don't blow smoke up my butt. They're yes. going to tell me what you're out of order or mm. you didn't walk in integrity in that or you're on the right track. And I feel confident to know that if I bring a proposition, a job offer, or if I have a thought for how I want to do something in my business, and I'm real excited about it, they're going to tell me if it's going to be successful or not. And I can tell you, they've never been wrong, Shay. These are the Mm. people that I can trust that they're always going to have my best interests at heart and that they are going to say, you can do this if you want to, but if it were me. And I'm fortunate that they all uh, come from different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and they all have different views. But I've been very fortunate that when I have had situations, there's never been a time when one of them has said, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And the other three have said, no, don't do that. It's usually been unanimous. Wow. (laughs) Which is unusual in itself. Yeah. But I'm very good that I have well-grounded people that think things through that have no problem telling me 
if I'm out of alignment with what I say my core values are. And that was Mm -hmm. one of the things that I had to establish first is what are my core values? And two of my core values are integrity and respect. Integrity (laughs) and respect for myself and integrity and respect towards others. So Mm -hmm. if I do something and it doesn't align with those two things right at the top, they're going to call me on it. And I've had some times where I missed it because I got angry or I got in my emotions because someone did something that just really ripped my butt. And I was just like, and they go, well, wait a minute, that doesn't line up with what you say. And through that, I've had to learn to agree to disagree without being disagreeable. I've had to learn to walk away and know that sometimes it's just good enough that God knows. Mm-hmm. And there's been other times where I felt validated that I stood in the right position, even if it hurt. Beautiful, beautiful beautiful examples of obstacles that you've really had to overcome. And so you started investing in yourself. And one of those investments is that support is building that up. And a lot of times as women, we don't do that. You know, we're so used to being self-sufficient because we've had to battle so many things, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're so used to, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And by having the support system, It gives me the ability to bounce my ideals, my thoughts off of other people that I, like I said, have my best interests. And then the other thing, too, is these are relationships that were with me forever. Now, my two of my friends have been around for more than 20 years. The other two are recent within the last year. Mm -hmm. But you would think they've been part of my life for the past 20 years. But that happened all as a, a result of me going to a program called the Be Seen Accelerator with Super Connected Media. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the importance of accountability and teamwork. Mm-hmm. And now I knew that from my Marine Corps upbringing. However, mm-hmm. I had lost that over the years after being hurt by working with other women and getting caught in that yes. cycle of you can't trust each other yeah. that we often fall victim to. And then I had to take a step back and ask, what was my intention? What part did I play in that mistrust? And how do I then begin to cultivate healthy relationships with other females that I can Mm -hmm. support without the need to say tit for tat? Just want to support for this pure sake of saying, I'm going to support you because I believe in you and I believe in what you do. Mm -hmm. And doing it what I call Zig Ziglar style. If you help enough people get what they want, you're going to get what you want. And when I, you know, when you take away that need for having a specific outcome and just go with the pure intention that I am here to support you, Mm -hmm. I guess it's that law of attraction thing coming back. You begin to attract those same kind of people. Mm. And if you are fortunate enough, like I am, to attract other females that will support you in what you're doing, really support you. Not the ones that just say they'll support you, but that show up, that they do the work, that when you say, hey, Shay, I'm working on this project. Can you come do this? Would you be a speaker? Would you do this here? And the first things out their money is mouth is how much money am I going to get? Right, right. They're like, I'm going to show up. And then you can bless them with a whole bunch of money because they did show up. I'm saying? Yes. And I, I think that has been the amazing part of this journey for me is knowing that, Number one, I can trust other women Mm. and I can trust other women because I become a trustworthy woman. Yes. And I'm sad to say, I don't believe I always was a trustworthy woman because when you come from a place of fear, you project that. And then how do you be a trustworthy 
if you're not trusted. Complete mic drop on that one. That is so true. How can you be trustworthy when you are not uh, capable of being trusting? Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's, you mentioned the Marines. So take us back to mm-hmm. the Marines and you were diagnosed afterwards or mismedicated, mis- we'll put it that mm-hmm. way, over-medicated with the PTSD and the, the military sexual trauma. What was your support like then? Did you have support? Did you lean on support or did you just have to try to figure it out yourself? Oh, Shay, that was such mm-hmm. a dark time in my life because in 2011, I began to really, uh, what I call, come apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't quite knew what it was. My marriage was falling apart. I'm currently in the uh, process of being divorced. It'll be found about 12 weeks now, 23 years of marriage. And three years ago, it's okay. It's time to go. And we finally finished the paperwork coming up. But going back to that, at that time, we were in the throes of everything falling apart. So I had no support. Mm-hmm. I did not have family support, marital support, or friend support because when things started to fall apart, I felt so isolated mm-hmm. because everybody expected me to be a certain way. Yeah. I was a director. I had five departments, 120 people, five managers. Everybody depended on me. And I was coming unglued at the seams. I went to the VA and that's when they, I was told that I uh, was diagnosed with PTSD and MST. And I was like, no, but you don't understand. I could lose my clearance. I could lose my job. I could mm-hmm. lose my marriage. And I didn't want anybody to know. So I got wow. the diagnosis and I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my friends, my coworkers, and my boss. Wow. What I did do though was take all the medication they gave me. Mm-hmm. And then my chronic pain was on because at the time my fibro, uh, the fibromyalgia diagnosis was already in effect since 1993. So I was already in chronic pain and a bunch of other medical things, uh, herniated discs, you name it, I have it right. or had it. By 2013, I was on 22 different medications from six different doctors. Wow. Wow. And nobody was talking to anybody. And I didn't have the sense God gave me to question because they were doctors. They should know. Right. Exactly. And in the middle of a crisis, I literally had a mental breakdown Mm. and it wasn't until the breakdown that I began to be able to take control of my life because that was at the point where I hit rock bottom and now the cat was out the bag. Mm -hmm. So I had lived in shame from 2011 to 2013 because I felt like a misfit toy. Like you Mm. ever see the Christmas Carol, the Island of Misfit Toys on that one thing, the Christmas show. I felt like that jelly water gun, the water gun that was shooting jelly. Uh huh. (laughs) And it's a water gun. It's supposed to shoot water, but it's shooting jelly. But then I remember jelly tastes pretty good. And I had to learn how to get in my own jam and say that I may not be shooting water, but what I am shooting is sweet. And I got a right Mm -hmm. to have a life that matters. And at the time I didn't because I was drowning in plain sight. And then it all just took such a negative turn that I had to give up a job that I loved. And then I sat on my couch for eight years. Sorry for myself, gaining weight, eating Doritos and drinking Pepsi. Wow. And, but I was listening to doctors and in the minute, mind you Shay, while I'm doing this, I'm still helping other people live their best lives Mm. because that's what we do. Yeah. You can't handle your own trash, but you're going to make sure everybody else is still okay. I was still people pleasing. Yeah. And I had not learned that no was a complete sentence. Mm. And so one day I walked into my doctor's office and they wanted to give me another new drug. And I said, no. Mm. 
And with that, no, it was a turning point for me to start taking control of my life where I began to ask questions. Why am I on all these drugs? When I began to do what I knew to do in the military, root cause analysis. Okay, Mm -hmm. what's really going on? Because these drugs are just a Band-Aid and they're Mm -hmm. not helping me. And when I began to ask the questions and I realized this one size fit all is not helping. Mm -hmm. And as I began to think back, how do I help other people? And I literally did something that, and I can't think of the name of the technique, but it was something that I did for myself. I said, I remember saying to myself, you should treat yourself the way you treat other people. Yes. And I remember thinking, I'm going to tap in. Because that's what I've been teaching other people, how to tap in, how to transform their mind, how to get accountable and announce what they want, how to prepare for where they're going, how to imagine a life they've never even seen and then how to nurture it. And Mm. so I literally sat in a chair and I was myself and then I was talking to myself as if I was somebody. So I switched back and forth between the two chairs going, so what do you really want? Well, I really, it, it sounds bizarre now, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And I began to speak to myself the way I would have spoke to somebody else. Because see, the things I was telling myself, I would have never told another person. Yeah. I would have never told another person that you're right. sorry, that you're stupid, that you're fat, that you're ugly, that you don't matter, that you're yeah. not worthy. And I began to tell myself, because I do a thing called uh, Motivation Monday and Tell Yourself Tuesday and Wellness Wednesday and Thankful Thursday and Fitness Friday and self-care Saturday and soul searching Sunday. And I began to do those things for myself Mm -hmm. that I was doing for other people. And that's how I began to tap in and turn my life around. I love your tap in an acronym. Can you say it for me one more time? Mm -hmm. The T is for transforming. It's a mindset. It's changing what you say, how you say it, reframe of the things that you say to yourself. So it's all about yeah. mindset. It's the T. Yep. That's transformation. Transforming mm-hmm. your mind. And then the A is all about accountability and announcement. Becoming accountable for your actions and announcing your intentions. Mm. And then the P is for preparing for the change that you just announced, taking accountability for and that you're transforming yourself into. The I is is visualization. It's the imagine. I want you to visualize and imagine the life that you want to live. What would it look like to live mm. your best life? Like spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually, relationship-wise, career-wise, professionally, if you're a veteran, I want you to imagine that. And then in, I want you to nurture it. Mm -hmm. I want you to only do those things that help your mind stay transformed, that helps you become more spiritually sound, that helps you become more physically fit, that helps you become more financially prepared, that help you become more emotionally whole, that help you become more professionally driven and goal set and to the point that you're doing what you love so that you can discover your true calling. Mm. And if you're a veteran, that you're embracing the suck and you still have a choice in how you live your life because the choices that you make today will be the reality you live. So beautiful. And this is making me tear up. So it's clearly why we're kindred spirits, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly why we're kindred spirits. I was thinking uh, what came up for me as you were talking was really that whole like switching back and forth as you're on the couch from the one person Mm -hmm. to the other. I did the exact same thing, believe it or not. And I had a name even for that other person because as women, and I know men who do it too, we are conditioned to take Mm -hmm. care of the other person so much that we forget 
that we are even in this body, that we are even right. to be included into the equation because mm-hmm. we're so conditioned and um, really trained to be, you call it people pleaser. And on one regard, it's really about forgetting about ourselves, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I love that you did that. And I had to do the same thing. And when I started talking to this other entity, even though it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything, I thought if I could do it for this person or this other thing, Mm -hmm. why can't I do it for myself? Yeah. What is stopping me from doing it for myself? And it's exactly what you said in the beginning. It's the mindset. It's Mm -hmm. the, I am worth it. Am I worthy of doing this to myself? Mm -hmm. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. All the things Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves. But at the end of the day, it's really how you value ourselves, how you value yourself in order to be able to move you forward. And I love that you have a program that does that. When you say, I have a name for my other person and I call her BJ because, and that's for when there was a time in my life that my name was Brenda James. Ah. And when I was Brenda James, I took no prisoners. I was unapologetic. I was mm. fully myself. And I thought, what would Brenda James, and I call her BJ, what would she do? My BJ, she wasn't afraid. She would do whatever it took to be happy. And she wasn't concerned about other people, not in a bad way, but in a way that it was definitely, she knew she was worthy. Yeah. And I had to find her again, that person that, as I say now, not only does BJ know, but Brenda Warren for the first time in her life, honestly knows what I, I know what I bring to the table yes. and I'm willing to eat alone. I yes. know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm enough. I know that I'm fit, fierce, and fabulous. And that's something yes, I could not have said even eight months ago. Wow. Yes, but ma'am. Now, you are, you are fierce. Own <laughs> that I'm unstoppable unapologetically. And I also know it's not about a dress size. See, there was a time yes. when I thought I had to be a size six or seven or eight to be worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm a size 18 and I'm just as worthy as a size 18 as I was as a 14 or 12 or eight or two, whatever I was or whatever I will be because sexy is not a dress size. It's a mindset. Just like everything else that is here. Me being worthy is not a dress size. It's a mindset. Yes. And so many women forget that we were designed for pleasure. We were designed worthy, but we're always trying to get to there that we don't live now. Yes. Yes. And I'm no longer willing to live in the there. I'm I'm very happy to be present and to love myself no matter what my size is right now, because I know I'm worthy right now. If I'm a hundred pounds or if I'm 300 pounds, I'm still worthy. Amen. Amen. So much goodness out of this. I know our listeners are taking notes, Brenda. You just have such an inspiring story. And with everything that you've talked about, I'm just curious on how you're transitioning from the military to hospital and then to become an entrepreneur. What was that like for you? It was a bumpy ride because (laughs) when I left the military, it was so disheartening when I first got out because I really was, I was not mentally prepared for the shift. I just made the assumption that I did 20 years in Marine Corps. I'm going to come out rock and roll, but people didn't care that I did 20 years in Marine Corps. I was even told I wasn't enough. And that (sighs) my, I was told by some very young little snippy girl that my 20 years didn't matter in the military. I was like, what? Wow. I was so taken aback. And also 
I didn't understand how to negotiate pay mm. or how to do the things necessary to get the money that I deserved for the job that I was performing. But I'm a quick learner. And so once I figured out how the civilian community worked, I was able to negotiate a salary that got me up to six figures in a very short amount of time. But a lot of women don't know how to negotiate with pay or for pay because we're not taught. That's something that's usually taken care of for men, but not for women. So I very quickly started a mentor program for the women in my company to make sure that all of them were able to get paid what they were worth, especially since I got to a certain level where I was becoming a hiring manager. And I very quickly discovered that they were paying men $10,000 more than women for the same job just because they were men. And they were, didn't even hide it. It was because, well, men don't get pregnant. That's what I was told by us. Wow. Like, I, mm. Even now that just burns my butt. But yeah. I was able to, I was in a position that I could level the playing field. And every opportunity I got, I did level that field and taught other women how to do the same. Mm. And then once I went from that, I would say being an entrepreneur wasn't hard because I've been an entrepreneur since I was nine years old. I had my first business when I was nine. It was a candy store that I sold kids in the neighborhood. Awesome. Um, and I had my first official paying job at 12 years old. I worked for Befundo Roof and I started sweeping the floors. And by the time I was 17, I was doing payroll and running the business. I've always had an entrepreneurial bent. Plus, my mother always had businesses. So that's something that kind of just was in my DNA to have a business. I've had a sewing business. I've had a lingerie business. I've had a modeling company. You name it. I've sold what? Princess House Tupperware, Mary Kay. Probably I could sell Ice Eskimos. So I've always (laughs) had a sense of, I want to be a business owner. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. And there's something about being an entrepreneur. I just feel like you're absolutely, it's hereditary. You grow up watching it and that's all. So that's all you're no, that's all your achievement for, but you see it and you're like, absolutely, that's what I want. So I love that you did that as well. So what has been the biggest reward in being an entrepreneur? The biggest reward for me being an entrepreneur this time around is understanding that I get to create the path I walk because I've had some challenges. When you are diagnosed with PTSD and a traumatic brain injury, which I have both, you can't do things like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So having a business in the traditional sense doesn't work for me. This is more like a passion project that I have learned that where most people, when they say I have a business and they're running it in a way that's uh, the standard is that you do everything every day, you do it a certain way. Well, for me, I can't do that. Literally, I will take months off at a time because what I have begun to understand is that I get to decide how much I make or don't make. I get to decide what I do or when I do. And here is the amazing part, Shay. The biggest revelation for all this was for me was that it's going to be there when I get there. Yes. Everybody tries to pretend if we don't stay on the hamster wheel, <laughs> that it's all going to fall apart. Right. But amazingly, when I hit burnout a few months back to the point of crying, couldn't sleep mm-hmm. and started putting back on weight, I said, I can't do this. This is wrong. It doesn't feel right for me. And I told everybody I was going to take a month off and they go, what? But you got to be on social media. You have to post 20 times a day. You have to be here. And what I figured out was that, no, I don't. Because I just simply would say, based on my faith, what God has for me, it is for me. Does that mean that I have to 
not make a certain level of money like other people will have to do or whatever? Absolutely. But that doesn't determine my success. I determined my success by, am I following something that I learned from Chris uh, Winfield and Jen at, I would say Jen's last name wrong, (laughs) Coldly, (laughs) from Super Connector Media. Jen and Chris over there practice a thing called hope. Help one person. I love that. And ever since I heard that, I thought, I do that. But now I intentionally do that. So if I help one person every day, whether I get a dime or not, I am successful. Mm. And with that, it took the pressure off because now I'm saying when I make my posts, I used to, you know, I try to be consistent and do it first thing in the morning. But if I don't get it out to eight o'clock at night, I'm not mad about it because did I do something and I get that one person say, I needed this now. Yes. I've helped my one person that day. And what I found was that when I took that pressure off myself, I began to see myself actually prosper more financially than I was Mm -hmm. when I was doing the rat race. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided my path is not going to be traditional. (laughs) I just really mentally, I don't have the capacity to do 10, 20 posts a day on one person. And I can't do six or seven interviews a day. So I started backing off and maybe I'll do one a week. Or, but I don't put that big pressure on myself. If I don't feel like doing it, guess what? I'm just not going to do it. And it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. There's something to be said for our country that is, we have to work the 40 plus hours a week. We have to keep working hard. We wear like a badge of honor of hard worker 40 plus hours mm-hmm. a week. And the reality is that exactly what you said, the burnout comes, our brains can't handle all that overload. We are on a hamster wheel. It is just spinning out of control. And so you hit the nail on the head when it's like, now it's time to take care of me. And the more self-care that we practice, the more the income comes in when you do go step back into the the business. Mm -hmm. I love it. And not only do you have, you come from a place of overflow instead of lack, you are coming, I'm sorry, you're coming from a place of overflow rather than lack, which brings me to, I know that it's on your, in the sign behind you, your, is it a nonprofit that you've started or one that you have partnered with about thanking a veteran? No, Lisa Descharm is the director of the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And that is one of the places that I support. It is an amazing uh, nonprofit where She gives out tons of resources to let veterans and their dependents and their spouses know what's available for them if they're owning a business or just want to get a better education or just find some resources for being a caregiver or a veteran in transition from being a veteran to being coming into the civilian community. So just tons of resources. And so we, she does a thing called the basket brigade. And what it is, is every month there is a prompt at any vcc.org forward slash projects. And you can go there and pick one of the prompts for the month and thank a veteran. You can do mm-hmm. it in all 12 or just one. And at the end of the year, they will take that, all those thank yous, we compile them into a book that is illustrated. And then that book is printed off and put in a basket full of goodies. And then some lucky veterans get that mm. on January 1st, 2022. It'll be the second year this is done. And what's important about that is veteran suicides are highest in the beginning yeah. of the year. And so January 1st, we want as many veterans as possible to know that they matter, that mm. someone cared about the fact that they stood on the wall while someone else was asleep. 
And so yes. we take the time to say thank you because it's never too late to tell a veteran thank you. Hmm. So very true. And I thank you for your service. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And as always, our time is on. There's never enough time in these interviews. So I would love to hear before we go, I just have a few more questions. Mm-hmm. So, and you're so inspiring. I would love for our, our listeners to hear what would be your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for being a listening ear that provided solutions, meaning solutions that help people find that thing that lights their soul up and that I gave voice to the voiceless so that they knew they were heard. Mm, Beautiful. And you're doing that already. So thank you for the work that you're doing. How can people connect with you? What's your social media, clubhouse, Instagram, uh, your website, all the things. Well, you can go to linktree.com, Brenda, the solutionist. That's one way to find me on Instagram. I'm Brenda, the solutionist and on Facebook, just Brenda Warren. And what about your podcast? Where can oh, I my find podcast out? is the solutionist. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the solutionist. So S O U L U T I O N I S T. And it's right there behind me. Brenda, the solutionist is at Instagram. If you go there, you can find the link that will take you to all my social media. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I have one final question, but Brenda, it's just mm-hmm. been a joy and an honor to have you on the show. So I just thank you so much for your time and your willingness to share your story because it's definitely an inspiring one. Thank you, Shay. So my last question is, we always like to leave with this question is, what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? My mantra, as always, is... And as soon as you ask it, it's like, it just went on my head. <laughs> I have to laugh. But okay. <laughs> the, it's the one thing I close all my shows with this every single time. And it says, life is choice driven. The choices you make today will be the reality you live tomorrow. So mm, choose wisely. I love it. And choose wisely. That is so perfect. Well, again, Brenda, thank you so much for being here. And I've people want to connect with you. It is Linktree and it's on her or the Linktree link is on her Instagram at Brenda, the solutionist, solutionist. So thank you for listening to the power of investing in people with Shay Sparks. If you enjoyed this episode, cause I know you did Brenda dropped some bombs. I'm sure you may have <laughs> may even been taking some notes. We invite you to go over to Apple podcast and leave us a five-star review And until next time, let's get fired up. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought, about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at 
firestartersbookproject.com.